Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Turn on Experience podcast. On the podcast today, we have Nicola Peterson. She is actually the second generation owner of an agricultural entertainment uh, farm uh, out in Minnesota. Uh, what they are having right now is the Seavers Fall Festival. It's an event they do every year, and they actually have a lot of uh, event elements going on due to COVID. Uh, we had a wonderful conversation about what it really is to create an event experience on a farm. They're there in Minnesota. Uh, and because they were on a farm, the, f- the line kind of went in and out at certain points. So if it gets a little choppy, that's why. But we wanted to keep the conversation because it was a really engaging one. And Nicole was really funny and really shared what it means to try to create uh, an event experience on close to 100 acres worth of land. So... I hope you enjoy it. Here is the Return on Experience podcast with Nicola Peterson. Hello? Hi, Hi, David. Can you hear me? I can. Nicola, can you hear me okay? I can. I can. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for uh, doing this with me today, being on the podcast. So uh, I was on, it's Severs, correct? Severs, uh, Severs. Yeah. See, this is how it happens. You start mm-hmm. off podcast and you start it off wrong. So that's why you ask up front. No, you don't worries. Be, you know. no worries at all. So it, I was researching you guys uh, uh, before we talked today. And what I guess is exciting and also kind of affects into what you're doing now is that you just recently moved this in 2019 to this bigger space, right? It's actually three times bigger than the space you had previously. That's correct. That's correct. How is, how is that knowing that you are dealing, uh, going for, well, how big was this space prior, uh, to this was, you know, it was, um, what happened and, and this might be more information than you, than you really want, but so we had been at a location next to Canterbury Park here in Shakopee, Minnesota, and we had been there for 20 years. We had always rented the space, and they were a lovely neighbor. Um, we really liked ha- using them kind of as a landmark and the partnership that went along with that. And then they decided to develop the land that we were on, and um, we just mm. simply couldn't compete with what the developers were paying, which makes total sense, and they were very upfront and honest with us about that. Um, And so we are farmers by trade. So we had um, some farms that we were looking at and the permitting just didn't end up working out. And so this piece of property that we are on, part of it was for sale. Um, And we looked at it and we thought, this is great. It's just not big enough. And then the piece next to it would be also perfect to add on. So we went to those owners and said, hey, you know, we know it's not for sale, but would you be willing to sell it to us. And thankfully they were. And so that's how we came to purchase that property um, last year. And for us, you know, we're really looking long-term. And so COVID of course um, is not helping anything really for us. However, you know, we are looking at this. I'm 37 years old. My husband's also 39. And so we're looking at this really for the next 20 years of our career until maybe mm-hmm. our kids are, are old enough and decide they want to potentially take it over. So um, it, it has definitely um, not made anything easier, but being farmers, we're kind of used to some of those challenges and having to get creative and diversify further. So here we are. We, we opened um, a drive-through this year. We actually 
um, serendipitously opened a light show last year that was already a drive-through mall, not of course anticipating COVID and people wanting to do contact lists. So we now have um, a variety of drive-through events that we're doing in addition to our traditional fall festival. That's interesting. So it, because I would imagine, like I've talked to people and I've been the who create events. And when you think about space and what it entails, it can either be exciting or intimidating. But I think there's something interesting about what you said is that considering you guys are farmers first, you guys, when you think about land, it's automatically a different perspective than someone who is not familiar with acreage, you know? So is there something about that of you having a little bit of innate understanding of in my mind, if someone said, okay, we have five acres to work with, I'd be like, I'm lost. I don't even know where to begin. Right. I don't know how to even right. think about that. Uh, but from farmers, you guys probably have a whole different idea of what it means to build out a real experience based on the space of, uh, of the land that you have, I'm guessing. Definitely. You know, we look at it uh, from our first perspective. Like you said, we're looking at it from farming. So we're looking at the soil. Mm-hmm. We're looking at what we can grow on it. Um, the second perspective, which has kind of just happened organically, no pun intended, is the potential for development, of course. Um, and, you know, for farmers and for many farm families, their biggest asset is the land that they own. Um, you won't see sure. that farmers that have 401ks or retirement plans or all of this because everything that they have goes into their land or their operation. Um, and so... For us, we have kind of this third tier of, you know, for this property specifically, we have 104 acres. And Mm. instead of, you know, kind of, it it is sometimes overwhelming, but it's also probably more so for us an opportunity of what can we do that is based in agriculture, but is also has that entertainment piece that, you know, people like. Um, And here in Minnesota, we have so many of our guests have farming roots, whether it's their grandparents or maybe it's an aunt and uncle. Um, They have ancestry in farming. And so to kind of bring them back to that farming space has been really a joy to see people. People have a fun time at it. Can you talk a little bit about maybe themes that you've developed? Uh, Obviously, this year, I know you already mentioned uh, the drive-through elements, mm-hmm. and uh, I was definitely wanted to ask you about working with uh, with uh, Brian, mm-hmm. your artist, and, and creating experience out uh, about kind of com- creating that theme. I know you did something with dinosaurs, and just that conversation of f- developing something that's a combination of both farming but also entertainment for your audience. Yeah, so we started actually back in 1997, um, and we as a family have been part of the University of Minnesota MAST program, which is an agriculture program. And um, my father-in-law, Seaver, who started the Fall Festival, he is a third generation here on the farm, and he had English exchange students that year. And they had been telling him about the labyrinth mazes of England. And so he looked at his wife, Sharon, and said, you know, I, let's do that out of corn. Why not? You know, we totally could. We can poet. We can make a design. And his That's, that's the, immediately the first thing that I would say after hearing that, that we need to make that out of corn. <laughs> I, I completely agree with him. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No. And so, um, you know, people that, if his family and friends that are in agriculture looked at him like, you're never going to get someone to want to walk through a cornfield. Like, it's just, you're nuts. And he said, I, yeah. I, think, I think there might be something to it. So 
that's where we started. We literally started as just a corn maze. We sold cookies. Um, I actually started working at our corn maze when I was 14. So I've been working here since night. Wow. I lost you there for Nicole. Can you repeat that for a second? You said you said you did geography. You know, we've done the pyramids. We've done the world. We've done the continental United States. Um, and then we also look now, you know, my husband and I and my brother-in-law and his wife are the fourth generation and we have small children. And so now we look to them hmm. for inspiration. And currently my three-year-old is obsessed with monkeys. And so that's kind of where the Amazon came from of, well, you know, let's do the Amazon rainforest theme this year because Mm -hmm. our kids are into it. And if our kids are into it, probably other kids are into it. So it's really as simple as kind of sitting around our kitchen table throughout the winter and and the time that we plan our various things. It actually goes in for I like that the the research, you know, and I mean this in the best way, is just like, what you looking at? Yeah. Like you just turn to you there, yeah. like, what 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 do you what do you like? Mm-hmm. And and just like I like it's like I like birds. Mm-hmm. It's like let's do that. Yeah. That works totally. We are we are a family business <laughs> through and through. Now, obviously, we touched on it a little bit uh, with the the hit of this of, of COVID. Obviously, everybody's world is turned upside down. Um, but did you get, like, leading up to this year, was there a lot of response from the community where people are like, I really hope you guys do something. I don't know what it is, but we love going there. And did you feel this real strong pull from the community that says, maybe in the beginning, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure something out to provide a service for them? <laughs> We have our traditional fall festival, which, of course, like I mentioned, we've got over 100 acres. And so I think people are definitely looking to get outdoors this fall, and I think they feel safer outdoors. Um, But in addition, you know, of course, we then opened this new drive-through for our patrons that maybe they themselves are high risk or they're living with someone who's high risk. Um, and so that then offers them the opportunity to still get out, you know, still do something fun with their family and their vehicle, but it's more contactless, which I do think a certain, a certain percentage of our patrons are looking for. Sure. All right. So, so let's talk about, so, so the big thing that you guys have been pushing is obviously the, the drive through element and online and uh, you, you're actually collaborated with an artist, uh, with, uh, Brian Sebaski, if I'm saying it correctly, Uh, is that, is that the first time you've collaborated with an outside artist for, to, to build out an experience? Yes and no. So we have worked with Brian Sabosky for, gosh, I'm going to say 10, 12 years. So long, I can't remember how long we've worked with him. Incredibly creative. So he has built art um, generally that is theme-related to our corn maze design. um, Out of straw, out of pumpkins, out of gourds, you know, all of those kind of farm fall materials come to us with this idea of kind of a store come to life even before this year, but we had always envisioned it as a walking path. And so this Mm. spring we sat down with, and we said, well, setting it up as a drive-through. So he wrote all of the riddles and rhymes that we have. They're kind of original limericks. Mm. And then he created these characters to go along with the riddles and rhymes. Um, So it's all from Brian's creativity. And then within the drive-through, it's a treasure hunt. So you're looking for various characters as you do the drive through as, as well. Um, 
And that is really kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with the I Spy books, but it's kind of like an I Spy book come to life. I don't have them all memorized, but I think I know what you're, what they're referring to. (laughs) So, and and that's built into as people go along the drive of of these like points within it that they're they're supposed to look for. So, okay. So this is, this gets down to a thing I'm always curious about when there are, when people do riddles and they really try to invent riddles. Now, who is the determining factor of how hard a riddle is? Because I'm awful at riddles and I'm an adult. So I always like to think, all right, if he gets it or she gets it, we can do it. Otherwise, we have to come up with a new one because no one will get it. It's like, is there a general level of riddle solving? It's it's funny (laughs) that you say that because um, in the treasure hunt, you are looking for the world's smallest donkey. Well, it actually is so small that it doesn't exist. And so people, mm-hmm. we allow people to drive through as many times as they want. And we had some people driving through four or five times looking for this world's smallest donkey until finally they'd ask us. <laughs> that it's not there because it's so <laughs> tiny that it doesn't even exist. And, you know, people always laughed. And so we thought, well, yeah. For the world's smallest donkey, so we ended up putting a tiny, tiny little donkey into it, um, and so that's okay. that's probably the hardest riddle. Most of it more rhymes and kind of plays on words that I would say we're trying to keep and, the and riddle level easy. relatively for everybody. Yes. I, and I, I, that makes sense. Exactly. That makes sense. I just love the fact there was like a family driving through. It's like I saw that donkey. It's yes. there, right? And a certain point, you just have to be like, mm-hmm. It's yep. there, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, every, you know, everyone thought it was funny, but I was like, well, there, you never know. There could be someone who maybe doesn't think that that's up. That's correct. Okay. So they're taking it way too seriously. Like, I came here to see the small, just small. Yeah, the world's small. And I'm not leaving. And I'm not leaving till I see I'm it. I'm not leaving <laughs> till I see it. Uh, now, the other one you mentioned I, I saw online. So there is a, there is a chicken samurai. Yes. 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 I'm I'm interested for that. Like in my mind of creative like events, I'm like, I want to see that. I don't need to know anymore. I just want to see how they implement chicken samurai into any kind of yes. theme that they're, they're doing. It's very, I will, I will send uh, you a picture because it is very, very cool. His, his is, he is very, very artistic. That's great. And, and it's been, obviously it just sort of opened up. It's been a little over two weeks, right. Since it's opened up and the feedback has been positive. Yes. It, seems it like is. It. Yes. It's been very positive. I mean, we, I think people who maybe aren't in small business or aren't, aren't um, operating their own business. I, I don't know if they always necessarily understand how much heart and soul goes into creating something event that you've worked so hard on um it's i hope everybody likes it we think it's really cool but will everybody else think it's really cool you you know you start kind of second guessing yourself that we are already looking to expand for 2021 and do some more creative things to it so we're excited we're very excited and have you ever have you gotten any feedback from maybe any other larger scale events that are looking to do drive-through experiences i'm sure sometimes the first one in is very helpful you know, uh, a wonderful way for people to, to gather information about potential experiences. And, you know, ha- have you had any poss- anything like that from other uh, venues? 
you know, the industry that we consider agritainment is relatively small here in Minnesota. So most of us do another, and we haven't had anyone specifically reach out to get through feedback quite yet. I think most people in our industry are in survival mode of looking to 2021. Being said, if sure. COVID and the impact you know, goes into 2021, whether that's next spring, next fall, I do think we'll probably have people asking for our feedback on drive through and we're very supportive of that. I mean, most people in this industry, and it's a good way to keep the farm in the family, so we're very supportive. Even though it's competition, mm. we're supportive of, of one another. And listen, not everybody has 100 acres to work with, so it's a very specific <laughs> thing in the and first it, place. It's probably harder to implement than, than it looks, you know, for the most yes, part. Yes, I would I, I would. I would, I really would imagine so. So considering you have been in the, the your specific business since you were 14, you probably have a, a really interesting, possible inter- interesting answer to this question. Uh, we always like to ask at this part of the concept of people who are creators of experiences. Uh, obviously, it's important to try stuff. You guys are trying something new with the drive-through, and that's a, a life, you know, that's a, a big part of all kinds of experiences. But sometimes people try things and they don't work. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of helpful for people who are listening if they're looking to try something to hear those stories about things that don't work. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could share maybe something through your years of doing this where you're like, oh, this is a great idea. We're going to try to implement it. And it turns out, well, that didn't work. And I was wondering if maybe you could maybe share an experience uh, of something of when that, of when that happened. Yes, I, I definitely can. I would say that many people look to us being a fall event. Um, and we kind of delved into that. It was probably, oh, goodness, I'm going to say 12, 13 years ago. We said, well, you know, maybe we can turn our event in the evening into a haunted event. And we can, you know, put actors into the corn maze and, and make it into more of a scary time and an older kid, teenagers, young adult type uh, that did not work very well for us. I think that our brand was, was it's very family centric. And I think that that's what people come to expect when they hear that Seavers is putting something on. And so that did not take off for us, which at the time I was surprised because I thought, you know, this is another cool um, event that we can put on. It's a different demographic. And for us, you know, we're always trying to expand that demographic. And the last few years, I think we have finally said, hey, our demographic is is families, um, you know, multi generational families where the grandparents come with their, their grandkids, and that's our lane. And it's a lane that we do, in my opinion, relatively well. Um, so let's mm-hmm. stop trying to reinvent the wheel to try to get some of these other demographics on site. So that was something that was what we thought a really good idea at the time. It did not take off, and we stuck with it for a couple of years, and then we finally just said, you know what, we're not doing it anymore. No one showed you children of the corn. Right. Like no and one that's was what I was going like, you know, it's like, oh, this is gonna be so popular. People are already like kind of naturally fearful of, of a cornfield at dark, but that yeah. was not the case. I think I think that's what it is. It's like it's one of those things you could see a movie that's scary and it was like, oh right. But then it's the same thing if you would like if you would go into a right. cave or go someplace where we're like, oh, that's really right. frightening. No, 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 no. I don't I don't want yeah. physical I don't want to be in that physical yeah. proximity exactly. to my fear. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Uh so and like you said, it, it goes now all through uh November, right? November first, I think right. is uh, well, so. yes, yes and no. So we have our fall festival that opens September eleventh. That'll run till November first. 
so we our stories, riddles, and rhymes drive through is open now through November first, and then our fall mm-hmm. festival and corn maze is open September eleventh through November first. We are a fall light show, which is also a drive through, and that will run the month of October. And then we okay. actually then have a holiday light show drive through, which we established last year in 2019. Um, and that will run Thanksgiving through January 3rd. That's great. I mean, I, I think the the thing that makes people go back is I'm sure you probably have repeat customers who like to come. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, for is is you have to keep you have to keep mixing it right. up. You know, providing a variety of of entertainment options for it. And uh, so we, you you mentioned you had a three year old. Are there any other kids, youngins that are in the yes that are the next yes. generation? Yep. So I have four children, ages eight, six, four, and three. Um, oh, so okay. they're my best test market. And I'll tell you what, kids are honest. So they'll tell you exactly what yes. they think. That's what I'm saying. You, you, they have to be honest with you. Otherwise they don't get it, dinner. It, right. So this yep. is, this is, this is the best. It's like, no, no, no. If you don't tell me if it's good or not, no yeah, pizza. Exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's actually, it's probably really great to be able to get that immediate feedback from, um, from their, t- from your perfect test audience. That's, that's probably very it helpful. It is very helpful. Uh, and it actually has to, as you, I, I, I think as you, like you said, you went through it and you were 14, it has to be really exciting for you to see the joy in your kid's eyes as they grow up being part of this process. Like it must be really cool it is. to be able to see them take it in and it, uh, enjoy it. It is. It's very gratifying. I mean, there are times where of course, you know, I think anyone running a small family business wants to pull their hair out. Of course, anyone at, you know, at any time sure. can have those moments. But, you know, when I stop and think and I look at my father-in-law who's 76 and my mother-in-law who's 70 and, and they're still at it. And then I look at the next generation that's in their late thirties. And then I look even to the next generation, which will be the fifth, you know, it is gratifying to see people still in farming and it might not look exactly mm-hmm. as it did a um, hundred years ago or even 130 years ago, which was when our farm was established. Um, but it's still operating. And even though it looks different, we are still farming, we are still growing. Um, and it is, it is nice to know that my kids will have that option. Should they so choose it to continue into it? That's, that's really a wonderful story. I mean, I, I think it's something about, I created this podcast, the idea of showing the value of experiences mm-hmm. And how it really is uh, transformational, not only uh, not only for the people you're trying to do it for, but for the creators themselves. And I think you have such a special version of that because you are it's built into your family bloodline. Basically. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, which is a talk about like passing from generation to generation. Like that's such an interesting um storyline you guys get to share so uh, kudos to you you. for for that um and all the information that people are in minnesota they want to go to is on the website that's right right? so we have our website is seversfestivals.com and that is where you can find out about all four of our events um and we've already kind of got our brains looking to 2021 and other ways that we can expand and and do more offerings so people should definitely keep an eye on that and our social media pages Awesome. And chicken samurai. I think let's just let and chicken samurai. So true. 
and chicken samurais. For all you chicken samurai fans out there, and you know who you are, <laughs> now you have a place where you can go and see chicken samurais. That's right. In action. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much for for coming on the on the podcast today, uh, and I, I look forward to hearing more about all the fun adventures you have you have going on. Thank out you, there. David. Thank you for having me. Again, we want to thank Nicola so much for coming on the podcast today. If you want to, you can find out all the information, again, about the festival at SeversFallFestival.com. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out more about Return on Experience, we are on the social media. You can reach us on Instagram at Return on Experience Pod and also on Facebook at Return on Experience Pod. Talk to you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>